Well, okay. hey, hello, everyone. This is where we have to say the disclaimer that once you watch the stream, you'll wonder why you've wasted your time and you'll feel bad about yourselves. The lawyers uh, say we have to have that disclaimer in there. Mm -hmm. You will question your life. Just get that out mm -hmm. right at the beginning. <laughs> uh, before I go into my bit, Chuck, you got anything you want to announce for the stream? Uh, you found us. Good job. It's a thing. It's a thing. We are, uh, we're the, the Goodman uh, adult hour time. Yeah. <laughs> or, or something similar. Right. <laughs> so games um, after dark. Yes. Yes. Games after dark. We normally were playing some Lankmar. We've been switching it out a little bit, but always something fun in DCC. But tonight we're going to do a story arc in Weird Frontiers, uh, the DCC Weird Western, my stiff whisker press. Um, massive tome of a book that's currently on its way in large shipping containers from China. I got my my pre-copy for doing a, a lot. Oh my gosh, the amount of work that was done on this thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, you can beat someone to death with this book. It's a monster. But uh, tonight, let us do a roll call here. Uh, we'll, we'll do uh, any plugs you want to do at the end. But Chuck, who's your character? What class are they? And are they a resident of the town of Sweetwaters, or are you here on the train? Uh, yeah, I'm playing Pierce McIntyre, uh, a cultist. Um, I have my familiar, who is an armadillo, named Kesa Dillo. Um, and I am on the train. I'm not from here. Uh, I heard about this crazy space-viewing structure they're building and i wanted to investigate all right so uh, this was a destination for you and that's why you were on the train yep all right all right very good uh jeremy what do you got oh i um i'm playing scab um i'm not sure exactly from here my parents died of consumption i bounced between a few wards and i got adopted by some folks that joined a cult and they threw themselves off a cliff then I got sold off some dude work in a mine and I died and I came back and now I'm a Tommy knocker. I'm 12. Yeah. Yeah. It happens to the best of us, even children. Uh, Daniel. You're muted, Daniel. Forgot uh, that the child was yelling uh, profusely. So I muted myself and forgot to unmute. <laughs> uh, but Dan with Defenders of Kobold and I'm playing uh, Chance, our gunslinger, who will likely shoot no one, uh, maybe himself or the rest of the party. Uh, but I'm probably from the town. Okay. So you're a townie. Okay. Pe people shoot people in towns, right? Mm -hmm. I do. Yeah. So you're a gunslinger in the town. Are you by any chance the sheriff of this town? Oh, probably not. Okay. I, I don't think I'd survive being the sheriff in this town. You're uh, the Barney Fife of town. Yeah, maybe. there's there's not a you lot. You get of asked to borrow the bullet. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm probably not not known for my accuracy. Okay, okay, Eddie, who are you playing? Uh, I am playing Ivan. Ivan is a uh, uh, Russian-born child raised in America. As a circus freak, a strong man, but he spent his days as a youth mostly around the luchador ring, um, looking up to his idol, 
Esteban, the falling star, um, who taught him how to wrestle when he got older and stronger. Uh, and so he is now a luchador traveling the land with a very confusing accent for his appearance, uh, mostly having learned English from Esteban. Uh, and he and and because Esteban was a luchador, everything is a little more dramatic to uh, to Ivan. So uh, the crowd may or may not be there, but he is always playing to them. Okay, uh, so it sounds like Ivan is passing through. This is not a destination for Ivan. Definitely, he 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 was a traveling circus man. He is not from these parts. Okay, Chuck, you need to break. Yeah, in. hey, Eddie Frankenstein, thanks for those bits. Eddie gave us a hundred bits. Uh, I don't know what oh, we're wow. doing with bits, but we've got bits. Thanks. Okay. Uh, well, uh, yeah, what I was going to say is, uh, hundred bits gets everybody a boon. Everybody oh, take a boon. Amazing. Oh, nice. I'll need that because I'm sure to start Third piling up the heck pretty soon. Oh, okay, I found it. Never mind. Yep. I on screen now. All right, and that leaves us with our last player. Go ahead and introduce yourself and your character. <laughs> All right, I'm Joe with the Defenders of Kobold, and I will be playing the Jebediah Bajebums, the gambler <laughs> who most definitely is on the train because there's probably bound to be places he can gamble here that he's allowed to be in. Uh, maybe not for a lot. I feel like I've heard of this Jebediah Bajebums. <laughs> he makes his rounds. The name just rolls off your tongue. And I feel like maybe he owes somebody money. <laughs> he actually gets by because on the wanted posters, they just can't spell his name. And he's like, yeah, that's not me. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They're like, There's perfect. no way that's a real person. Right. <laughs> uh, and so before we start, if it seems like the players already know kind of what they're walking into, it's because we created the town using a little game called The Quiet Year. Uh, which allows you to play out uh, a full year in uh, town creation. And these sorry sacks uh, made a very interesting town <laughs> to start in. All I'm right, not so surprised. You guys, so you guys are um, you guys are on the blue line. Uh, this is a long haul train. Those of you that are coming into town, um, it's not particularly fancy. Um, it really has a a lousy cook car and uh, the private berths are not so private. And uh, it's, it's just a very bad ride for those of you that travel a lot. This is probably one of the worst trains you've been on, which is sad considering it's a new rail line. Uh, they just seem to have taken the worst rail cars for it for some reason. So it's been a miserably long trip and you're having to stop over in this town called Sweetwaters because the train has to get some coal on board. It's got to fill up its boiler and, uh, you know, packages have to go back and forth. So you're going to be laying over here. Layover time is only supposed to be about six hours. So in that time, you can get off, enjoy a drink if you like. So as you're coming in, the train station is, um, it is brand spanking new. Boards are still shining, lacquer, um, nice brass and glass uh, fixtures all over the place. Uh, lots of confectionaries and windows for you to buy and peruse. Um, there's newspaper stand with a couple of papers from different places. Trains actually carrying those papers to refill the place. Um, looks like a pleasant enough town. Uh, to your trained eye, being explorers in some ways, the town is very new seeming. 
like all the structures in the town have gleaming roofs, fresh paint. Um, the roadways are, you know, freshly, you know, they're not really paved, but graveled and well-maintained. They're not full of rats and mud yet. Yeah, it's a very fresh looking town, almost as if it was newly made. Um, yeah. You've heard some talk on the train that uh, the place actually has a fantastic hotel, newly built, five stars. Uh, it goes by the Starline Hotel. And there are a number of uh, folks with a little bit of extra cash in their pockets that are coming here just to partake of this hotel. It also has uh, an amazing bar on the first level. So train pulls in. I believe that there's three of you that are coming in this way. Yeah, I'm yeah. on there. Okay. Uh, yeah, so conductors tell you, hang on to your tickets. It's going to be about a six-hour layover. If you don't have a ticket, when you step back on, uh, you got to pay again. So make sure you hang on to them tickets. Leave your luggage aboard if you want, but I wouldn't. Uh, and with that, he steps off the train. <laughs> very, very well. Um, we'll say that you guys on the train, I mean, this has been like days. You, you've introduced yourself at least. You're saying you know each uh -huh. other. If not friends, you've at least made your acquaintances. Uh, Ivan, could you um, could you help me w with my luggage? It's a it's a bit much for me, and I quesadillo quesadillo is um, quite nervous about new places, and I'll need to carry him. Certainly. Thank you, kind sir. So. Many folks are choosing just to stay in their private cars and just to wait it out. But many are anchoring for a drink as the drinks aboard this thing have been sour and uh, unpalatable. <laughs> so many folks are just piling over to the Starline Hotel to get some drinks. Yes. That's, that seems to be where the crowd's going. Uh, right. Ivan. Do you have any uh, card tables? I'm sure you'll find um, something to play. Uh, just a passerby will say, "Well, yeah, this is it's it's uh it's not exactly a Christian town, fella. So uh, I'm sure you can find a game here and there." Fantastic. Um, it's like a pretty nice looking town, though, for the most it part. Is, well, like, it's I mean, it's you know, it's it it's like any other. Uh, frontier town except everything looks very new like freshly hmm. built so like i mean it's slat roofed uh you know wooden structures but it's all like freshly painted very well okay. put together uh, the hotel though is uh it it looks significantly different than the last of the buildings uh it's got stone foundations um i mean it looks like marble oh, maybe wow. uh the paint is expertly done it has murals on the the sides of it having like a very idyllic scene of orchards and looks like uh, plums, plums growing off of vines are heavily worked into the motifs. It has a beautiful red roof and awning uh, and Starline Hotel is put in, uh, you know, very stenciled, very elegant printing on it. Uh, there are smartly dressed folks uh, helping people in, taking luggage for people that are staying. Uh, there's a few hostesses about bringing silver trays with uh, little bites of things to eat 
little small refreshments to the folks that are staying in the hotel. So you're all seeing this as you're walking up to it. This is fantastic. I'll go and get some finger foods, pull the cheese out and feed it to quesadillo. <laughs> Cause uh, the armadillo likes cheese. Armadillo likes cheese. The uh, Jebediah would take a second to clean himself up a little bit and like, straighten his really wrinkled shirt and probably spit in his comb and run it through his hair once and step in. All right. Yeah. There are, uh, there are very nice lead glass mirrors all over the place. So you catch your reflection, spippy yourself up a little bit. Uh, and as you walk in, it's almost like music comes to a screeching halt. The inside is again, it's beautiful, dark woods, brass and glass everywhere, fresh, clean, but the sight that you see just brings like, everything into focus there's a line of maybe 20 children they're all dressed in like muddy filthy black laced coal filled clothing their hair is they all have uniformly black hair from all the coal dust that's on it uh white rimmed eyes where they were wearing goggles but their faces are completely blacked over with coal and they all kind of turn to look at you and uh, you see that each of them has like a plate of cookies and a glass of milk in front of them. Nice. This is not odd at all. <laughs> are these the <laughs> only people in this in this room? Or no, there are other people's too, but it, that just seems very odd. These okay. some children, obviously working in a coal mine, just sitting here in a bar with plates of cookies and glasses of milk in front of them. Every, every kid's got to have a snack after a long day in the mine. <laughs> as as I walk by, I'll take a look at the children, and uh, I Ivan will stand in front of them, presenting himself while carrying all of uh, Pierce's luggage. Okay, lifted up as if it's hand weights. So we checked uh, before the stream started to see if his luchador is known in this town. As sadly, Ivan the Bear is not known in this town. He's <laughs> just I mean, a strange, large man. Yeah, you're a strange, glistening. large man wearing a onesie. Uh, <laughs> I just lift up the luggage and tell the children, look, tiny children, if you continue to eat all of your cookies and drink all of your milk, you will become big and strong, just like Ivan. Uh, Chuck, do you need to do anything? Uh, you're, I saw that you're having network. I, I mean, it's just all over the place. I mean, just mm -hmm. going to have to write it out and see if it drops us or. Okay. Yeah. Just let me know if you need to pause it or restart it or something. Okay. Yep. Good enough. Um, other than the odd children scab, again, you're one of them there. Um, unfortunately, uh, you're not able to pallet milk and cookies much anymore since your accident. And um, the lady that works the bar here knows about your certain plight. So you've got a small piece of like raw lamb in front of you on your, on your plate. Mm -hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, there's the people on the train have taken booths, uh, taken tables, uh, start ordering drinks and some food. Uh, the liquor shelves are lined with top shelf liquor. You even see some casks of, uh, you know, local made brews. There's apparently even a, a plum liqueur. That's uh, heavily uh, showing off there with kind of a lilac uh, um, advertising over it. Uh, there is a piano, uh, one of the uh, player pianos going in the background, playing some popular music. It's a fairly nice place. 
Someone uh, like, like the self-playing pianos. Or? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Player piano. There are several uh, waiters and waitresses going through, taking orders, uh, bringing beverages, bringing food. You see that like this whole floor is basically the bar and eating area. There are some private rooms on this lower floor that you can see. Um, there seems to be a heated discussion going on in one of the back rooms, but it's got um, a curtain drawn across it. So you really can't see you just occasionally you'll hear some shouting back there. Wide double stairway going up to all the hotel. This is a, a four story hotel. Got a lot of rooms. Uh, everything starts on the second floor. So this is what you're walking into. So those of you that are here, chance, um, mm-hmm. you're here today because um, one of those abnormally tall hillmen have come down and uh, is, there's been something going on in town where uh, some town folks had found something recently and they're claiming it. Oh, it looks like our stream might have stopped. Yeah. You want me to keep going or do you want to try and Give do it something? Give pause, I'm restarting it. Okay. Yeah. It was great this morning. <laughs> now I'm outputting at 176 kbs. Oh, I'm at two. All right. Uh, ooh, sorry for the delays, everyone. Uh, Twitch must be having some kind of issue because my net connection's looking fantastic. We're, we're being pre-banned because they know we're going to say something bad. Probably. It's just a matter of time. It's just a matter of time. I mean, you matter know. matter of, of minutes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're gonna... Frontiers is a very family-friendly setting. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kick us over to the break screen for a few minutes, see if it can okay. make up its mind. And then uh, we'll be back momentarily. Okay, we're back. Things have leveled out. Um, (laughs) Looking at it, it looks like it was an issue on Twitch's end. We were seeing some reports of an outage, but things are holding level right now, so we'll get right back into it. Yep. The uh, Be Back Shortly screen is still up for me, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, So, uh, Daniel, uh, the reason your character is in the bar is because uh, there was a meeting today. Uh, it's been long in advanced knowledge of it, but one of the hillmen have come down. These abnormally, uh, abnormally tall hillmen have come down, and they're claiming uh, a right of possession for some very odd capsules that were found recently. And the town huh. doesn't want to give them up, uh, but they're very adamant that these things are very important to them. Uh, they claim them as kinfolk, which is interesting. These capsules haven't been breached. And yeah, they are kind of like the size and shape of a uh, a coffin if uh, the person inside were, say, seven feet tall. Of course, you know, the man that's come down off the mountains also, you know, a good six and a half, almost seven feet tall as well. But you're here. Um, you were hired by the man that's being talked to right now. Um, let me grab my NPC list here. Hi, Jake. 
Ahoy. Sorry, everyone. I've been ill lately. Oh. <laughs> yes. So Jake has come on. Okay, well, uh, let's let's get your character here. First of all, Jake, is your character a townie or are you coming in on train? Probably coming in on train. Okay. The character yeah. is uh, Killian Fauché. He was a photographer originally from France. Okay. And is this a destination shop stop for you? Or are you just on the train going further down the line? Um, I think I'll go with destination. Okay, yeah, maybe strange bizarre happenings. In there the are a lot of bizarre happenings that have hit uh, uh, a lot of the newspapers coming out of this town. There's a brand new observatory that's been put up, and there's rumors that uh, the reason it was put here is because there's an ancient observatory, like monolithic style, that was also found here, uh, and several other things. So, what you miss, Jake, is uh, you departed the train. The train's supposed to lay over for six hours, but if this is a destination stop for you, you probably already booked in at the Starline Hotel. It's a five-star hotel in this little bitty town, <clears throat> so that's where everyone has just walked in. Okay, we can just assume um, that Killian was also asleep on the train for the past thirty minutes. So. Okay, so you know everyone else that was on the train because the leg of the journey you just got off of was hours and hours long. So you've talked to, uh, let's see, Chuck's character. Okay. Pierce. And uh, Eddie. Eddie's and character. Joe. And Joe. Okay. Mm -hmm. Cool. Uh, so you're in this bar and uh, the odd thing about this bar, other than it being just this beautiful, beautiful bar that you'd, you know, you'd see better out east um, is got this line of dirty coal covered children sitting at the bar, drinking milk, eating cookies, except for one really awful looking kid. Who's just got a piece of raw meat on his plate. All right. So now who was the other local? Scab. That's it. So yeah, you two are there. So Scab, you're just there because your work crew is here. Uh, so the lady that owns the hotel, One Constance True, was her name. Uh, she basically, this is how she gives back to the child labor in the town. She provides them with meals and desserts to keep up their energy and all. Thank you, Miss Constance. But you could just cook up the meat and give it to the other boys. I I'm not feeling real peckish right now. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Constance isn't down here right now. People rarely see Constance. So this is just, uh, you know, the bar, the, the barmaid, uh, the person who's serving is the one out here right now. Uh, her I'm name sorry. is Shirley. Shirley is a plump, redheaded individual, barely tops five foot two. Well, I'm real sorry for speaking out of place, Miss Shirley. Sometimes my head gets a little out of sorts. Yes, okay, dear. She she's like she reaches like she was gonna stroke your hair and then thinks better of it and she just nods at you. <laughs> There's like the piece where like some like rock from the cave in like left a small bit of brain exposed. <laughs> yeah, that kid looks wrong. Uh, right. So you guys come in. Um what do you want to do? Again, it's fancy looking place, except for these bunch of kids around. Everyone's taking tables here and there. Um you don't see anybody playing cards just yet, uh, but there are a lot of folks here. Um, let's take a table and see if we can maybe get um, uh, something to drink that's not quite as dreadful. Maybe on the other side of the room of those children, because they're 
quite filthy, and that one looks. <laughs> He's just staring at you. <laughs> that expression right there on the screen. Uh, I'm just looking at Quesadillo. He's so cute. Uh, I'm waving my piece of meat at him. I do want to point out that on when you roll for a familiar, you also have to roll its personality traits. Uh, so Quesadillo is a hypochondriac armadillo. So he stays huddled because he might catch a chill and uh, get sick. Mm-hmm. So probably yeah. the sight of scab is. Yeah. A much, he has a very fun. specialized diet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just boiled <laughs> quinoa with bits of carrot. So you don't so much have a pet armadillo so much as you have a pet basketball that you carry around most of the time. Pretty it much. just sort of <laughs> shoots a mouth out to eat chunks of cheese now and then. Pretty much. Hmm. Mm. So your armadillo armadillo has a human comfort companion. Yeah, that's pretty really much saying. it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. It's, it's mutual. Uh, right. So menus are on the table. Um, there, it, you know, you can get a you can get a nice dollar steak here. That's uh, they got T bone. They got New York strip. Uh, they got a lot of seafood as well. Fair amount of seafood. And they also have just something that says just uh, it's the blue plate special. Well, and it doesn't tell you what the meat is, but they've actually got uh, an artist rendition of it on the menu. <laughs> it looks quite nice. As they say, when in Rome, uh, uh, server, server, um, excuse me. Well-dressed man comes up with a handlebar and mustache, a very cleanly pressed and starched shirt uh, wanders over to you all. You know, he, uh, he has an interesting look. I mean, he's a handsome guy, whip thin, but he's got very like Ichthyan features. There's just okay. something about him that seems just a little Marine like <laughs> he's got bulging eyes. Um, you know, it looks like he might have a malady, but you know, he's still a very good looking person. Uh, uh, could I, um, could I have the blue plate special um, and then some cheese for my companion uh, and then maybe something cold to drink? And also, what's with all the children, especially that one? Oh, well, um, it, it, it's rude to point to uh, the unfortunate, sir. But um, uh, this, you'll find that this town has a shortage of uh, menfolk of a healthy disposition and age uh, oh. to work our minds. And so uh, the children are put to good use here. Oh. Uh, but they're all orphans, sir. I, I assure you, no, no, uh, no good family would allow a child <clears throat> to labor such. But, you know, orphans, sir. Oh, that's a separate matter altogether. I mean, where would the medical community be without orphans? Oh, glad you understand. Now, sir, with the cheese, uh, I would suggest a third page, the cheese board there, sir. Oh, We've got uh, some very good custom and, uh, of course, aged cheeses there. Oh, yes. Could I get some of the Gruyere? Oh, He's of quite, course. quite a fan of that. And uh, if you're looking for something cold, if you have a taste for it, uh, the town's specialty, we've got uh, we've got a plum brandy. Um, I would, serve best over ice. Would love that. That would be amazing. Yes, thank you. Uh, looks to your companions there. Uh, anything for the rest of you? 
yeah, I'll get a blue plate thing. Uh, how much does that cost? Oh, uh, 50 cents, sir. Um, that includes a beverage of your choice there as well. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'll do that. And uh, something strong. Simply nods. Uh, Jake, what's your character's name? Uh, Killian. Killian, okay. Uh, let's say you're at the same table. You guys have struck up a conversation on the train, so you're kind of sticking together mm-hmm. a little bit. And you, sir. Uh, oh, uh, what the... Uh, we want that. That's all. Uh, oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Sweet Springs is well known for our fresh water. Coal, sir? Or would you like a tea bag with hot water? Uh, no tea bag. Thank you. <laughs> Just the water. Oh, very good. Uh, uh, walks off. Yeah. Uh, there is nothing in the water that would make me look like. Um, child there with it's rude to point he told me (laughs) there's nothing in the water that'll make him look like the ugly one will it (laughs) Uh, no sir our water is a very comes from the uh, a very fresh spring it's it's where the town got its name yes (laughs) yeah he goes off to take your order um (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the the child, the unfortunate child, is still staring at your armadillo. <clears throat> yep, and as this is going on, uh, the argument uh, in the back room that was a little prominent earlier kind of escalates, and sailing through that black uh, that back room, uh, going several feet into the air and crashing onto. Uh, we'll say lands at the feet of Ivan. Uh, Eddie, is that your character's name? I'm sorry, I, I don't have yep. one up here. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, is uh, the fishmonger Cyrus Crow, and the those of you that live here know Cyrus. He is wealthy, but not well loved in the town because he kind of uh, he's kind of got the fish market cornered up nobody else will buy fish that you take out of the the streams and swamps here but him he's kind of made it so everybody else just won't match his prices so he's the only person you have to sell to not well liked but you know uh he's wealthy he does have some say in the town but he has just been flung out of this back room and this giant of a man uh who's got a stoop to come through the archway the back room comes out He's got flame red hair, this long beard, although his head's almost, uh, it just sheens with the, the lack of hair as the, the light glares off of it. And uh, he's he's wearing, uh, you know, basically some, uh, oh heck, what are they called? Um, like a farmer's uh, made out of Levi material. Oh, what the heck? Coveralls, overalls. Coveralls. Yeah, he's wearing coveralls. Um, and he's bare chested underneath his coveralls. He comes out, he's really mad. And as he's walking by, he grabs one of these uh, brass poles that kind of line the bar and he grabs it and just rips it off and just starts kind of thumping at his hand like a club. And uh, he's following the man he just threw bodily out of the back room and points a club at him and says, Cyrus, today you're going to meet your maker. I hope you're all settled up. As he's walking menacingly towards this man with this heavy piece of brass, 
thumping in his palm as he's coming forward. He's just ignoring everybody else in the bar. So Ivan, this poor, frail man, um, pot belly, <laughs> he's probably in his so he's probably in his forties. He's landed at your feet, looking terrified. Do they look like they would have money? <laughs> uh, does who look like they might have money uh who of the two looks like they would have more uh the poor man that's on the floor okay uh, i will uh as he as he comes through the doors or whatever and slams to my feet uh i'll exclaim Ay, Dios mio! and try and pick him up are you all right senor <laughs> pick him up Dust him off. Yeah, I literally just pick him up by one arm and kind of dust him off a little bit. All right, let me just go across the top of the screen. So, Chuck, what is your character's reaction to this? What, uh, this guy, this this big man, this giant of a man, obviously intends just to end this other man's life in the middle of everybody in this bar. Well, Quesadillo has quite a, a weak constitution and doesn't fare well at the sight of violence. So, I am going to cast sleep on the big man. <laughs> All right. Uh, we'll we'll do initiative uh, after the fact to see how we uh, how this goes. I just want to kind of get everybody's uh, reaction to what's going on. So, Daniel, how does your character react to this? I just be like, can you at least take it outside? There's children. <laughs> <laughs> All the children is stopped with cookie in mouth, just watching. Yeah, exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what's like that one? Not in front of the children. <laughs> This scab is just staring. Okay. Since, since we all got to take an opportunity to, to specifically single out scab. All right. Uh, Jebediah. So you have ascertained the man on the floor has a clearly superior suit that probably cost at least $20. Uh, the man in the farm get up may have, pay, may have paid a dollar for that. <laughs> he looks scarier, but saving someone with a lot of money might be in my best interest. Uh, I'm going to like call out to the guy that, or the guy that got knocked over. Uh, if he needs help, I'm going to like kind of whisper it just be like, Hey, like you need any help. <laughs> so this is a stage whisper where you're actually being quite loud as you're not very close. Or do you walk over a little bit and like, Hey, <laughs> it's, it's kind of like, uh, I can tell this other bigger guys kind of focused more on just him, but uh, I'm going to do it as loud as I think he'll need to hear it, but I don't really care if anyone else also hears. All right. Uh, other than uh, exclaiming, Ivan, are you wanting to do anything else? Uh, I, you know, once I pick him up and, and dust him off, uh, I, I will look forward at the the other large man, assuming that he is the yep. source of the altercation. He's probably at least, at least a good foot taller than you, but you've got him on girth. You're Good God, he's he's like eight foot tall. He's huge. He's a monster. Holy cow! <laughs> well, I, no matter. Uh, Ivan backs down from no challenge uh, yep. that uh, uh, involves what he sees as evil doing. So he he may, he locks eyes with the big man, okay. even though the big man's not looking back at him. <laughs> Just sort uh, of stares intently, kind of lowering himself into like a bit of a, sure. a bit of a stance. Sure. Ivan is definitely thicker, more well-muscled. This is a very tall man. And no slouch in the muscle department. Uh, Killian? Uh, Killian will sort of uh, hop up and wave his hands in front of the 
pipe wielding giant. Honestly, uh, you play. No need for uh, this level of uh, All right. talent talk uh, so down. early in the day. Okay, so why don't everybody go ahead and roll initiative? Oh, what are Oof. you doing? Oh, did you have a Except for Joe. <laughs> <laughs> God. And uh, you guys didn't select your token, so I didn't put it in the turn tracker, but that's okay. Um, so I rolled a 14. So Jebediah is at least equal to me there. Did anybody else roll higher than a 14? Yeah. It does not look no. like it. No. All right. Uh, oh, we did great. Indeed. Okay. So, uh, Jebediah, what is your agility? Uh, nine. Nine. Okay. He's going to go first then. All uh, right. So, he uh, just comes forward and uh, before... A lot of you can react. Uh, he just, uh, it's like a batter. I mean, he's, just, he's pointing towards the window and just swings that uh, piece of, of iron, uh, trying to bring it down on this guy. And it looks all to the world, like everyone for everyone there, that he is not pulling back. Like he intends to kill this man. Um, all right. So he goes for, first, unfortunately. So... Oh my god. Oh no. Oh, oh my dear god. god. Oh. That man is dead. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Bye, fishmonger Pete. We hardly knew you. Ow. Okay. Uh he hits him just solidly like uh uh, Ivan, you had picked him up and was kind of brushing him off. And he comes, this big man comes in just so quick, just wielding this piece of brass and just slams down on his collarbone. You hear and see the collarbone just snap and the guy's neck just kind of turn in with it. And he just crumples to the ground. You don't know if he's dead or not, but you do know he's not moving. Uh, Jebediah is next. Hmm. might be a bad idea but uh <laughs> the best I idea to stay with it this might called, be a bad uh, idea. i have a thing called bushwhack where if i make an attack and someone's not aware i was going to attack them then it auto crits if i hit mm-hmm. uh Ooh. so i'm going to kind of hop up and walk past him and try and See if there's anything heavy on the counter. And there's uh, there's big uh, mugs, uh, you know, made, made of metal. They got to like mule mugs, so they got copper copper mugs with steel plates on the bottom of them. Perfect. I put one of those up and kind of like see it's hefty and just swing at the back of his head. All right, go for it. Um, uh, he all of his attention was on this man. So awesome. All right. Uh, <laughs> that is not going to hit, however. <laughs> I haven't rolled oh, that it yet. Did not... Oh, that was your damage. Oh, that's not yours? Oh, that's mine. Okay, yep, sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and then I don't think I add anything else. It's melee, so... I'm going to spend two luck 
to okay. now everybody back. got a boon since uh someone threw some uh some bits down oh so you could spend a boon um let's see is that a re-roll you can use it as a re-roll mm. uh yeah at this point it's only a re-roll if you spend it before the roll okay. you could have increased it by a d size uh one more die up the chain all right i'm going to spend it as a re-roll okay that'll hit go. Okay. Ooh, so okay. Uh, roll uh, roll your damage and roll your crit. Uh, this is a melee uh, weapon. Mm-hmm. How what would that be? Probably I'll tell you D6. what the crit is. Uh, it you should have a crit die for your character class, so you roll that die. Mm-hmm. And if you're attacking as basically this is a club, uh, so it's a D6 mm-hmm. damage plus any strength bonus you have. Okay. Minus one. Um Okay, and then do I so on the crit die? Do I add that to the damage die, no, or you'll roll no, your just damage roll? I just roll. Uh, yeah, and then roll okay. Crit. All right, four. That's four. Attack then, lands in the midsection, knocking well, think, the wind out. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that your damage or your so that, crit? That's my damage, damage. Yeah. Okay, so the four. Uh, I mean, you hit him. <laughs> you assume it did something to reduce his ability to live, but he sure doesn't act like. Uh, and then I got an eight on my crit die. An eight do you on have your any crit luck? Die. Uh, I do have luck. So if you get a uh, bonus, add that to your. Say, so like, do you have a plus one from your luck? Yes. Do you have that plus one after spending the luck, though? Mm. That's the other thing. Um, I didn't have to spend luck because oh, I just that's right. Boom. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's your so, thing. Yep, let's get a nine. Yep. yep. Okay, so a nine. Uh, hit to the spleen causes to, the target to vomit blood. Besides suffering a d twelve extra damage. Go ahead and roll Ooh. it. <laughs> yes. You hit him with a cup so hard you broke his spleen. <laughs> well, I can only reach. Oh, oh my god, so high! So. Did you shove the cup into his spleen? Oh so the god. target doubles over helplessly from the pain. Only a fortitude save at a DC thirteen allows the target to shrug off the pain. So he's not down. Uh, let's see if he shrugs this off. No, no, he doesn't. Uh, he goes down in a heap. Uh, basically holding his side. <laughs> oh, ruptured. I felt something go like a balloon inside me. I'm keeping this cup. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so he's down, uh, screaming in pain. Uh, he's not out. Um, and then I'm going to... So is, you said the one guy is like crumpled and out the, that he hit. Yeah, right? the other guy is like, you're not sure if he's alive or dead, but he's definitely got a broken collarbone, perhaps a broken neck. Hard to tell. Really hope he's alive. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that was on the 14. So uh, who Scab rolled we have next? Scab. Okay, Scab, you want to do anything? Yeah. You don't like this guy, by the way. I mean, you're a townie. Nobody likes this guy. <laughs> the guy that got hit. You know, I think. I think the matron over there has asked you several times not to do such a thing. And it was really rude for you to tear that thing off. And I think we're all just, I think we're real tired of you, mister. And I think maybe this time I'd be better off without you. 
<laughs> All right, so I'm, I'm a little confused. Are you talking to the tall giant man that's bent yeah. over? All right. And you just see this little bitty 12-year-old boy just drag this giant sledgehammer behind him. And while he's down on the ground, just drags the sledgehammer, reaches back, and just this big up and over arc brings it down. Oh, God. Oh, my gosh. All right. Well, uh, he's prone. Uh <laughs> Yeah, so let's see. Defender is uh, prone, so you've got a plus two to your attack. Nice. I like it. Okay, let's give it a try. Yeah, that'll hit. 12 damage. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm not I don't even like the way you talk to the matron, mister. Uh, so, she gives out milk and cookies. So, and so you for- in this guy. What does this look like? <laughs> Mr. She's tried talking to you nice so many times, and I just, I don't think I can handle it no more, and I think you just need to stop coming in here. I think you need to stop giving this place trouble. (laughs) (laughs) This little kid wielding this, wielding this maul that probably weighs as much as he does, just Mm. turns this guy into a paste (laughs) on the ground. I'm sorry, ma'am. I, I I'll clean that up right away. I promise. And he immediately starts trying to help clean it up. Okay. All right. Uh, the man uh, that got hit, uh, the fishmonger, uh, he does let out a moan. Looks like he's alive. I think his head just kind of lulls to the side. All right. So we're out of combat. But what are the rest of you guys? Okay. Do? Uh, yeah, I want to check and make sure this guy is alive and kind of like slap some sense back into him and. Yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, he's he's bad off. Uh, he's got a shattered, shattered collarbone. Um, it's probably got some internal bleeding going on. I mean, there's blood just pooling on this white shirt of his. Uh, his okay. coat's kind of pulled back a little bit, though, and you see a, see a nice leather money uh, a wallet tucked into his, uh, his shirt pocket. <laughs> he's he's conscious, but he's, he's out of it in pain. He's like... Uh, he, Blood's coming out of his mouth a little bit. Told you not to do anything in front of that kid. Jeez. (laughs) I think as I'm assessing the damage, uh, I'm pretty sure taking a wallet falls under nonviolent crime, which I get a bonus to. Yeah. Um, Your little light fingers there. Yeah. So I might nab that, you know, to to pay for his hospital fees, obviously. And of course, uh, of course, yeah. that's what it's for. All right, yeah. So that falls under your uh, your particular skill for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, questionable pursuits. Yep. Uh, and it says I gain a plus one D and rolls related to nonviolent. Yeah. So, so would that be D20, like twenty? You roll a D twenty four. Ooh. Okay. Uh, do I add anything to that? If you have an agility bonus or minus, add it to that. This is kind of a sleight of hand sort of thing. Okay. Uh, that's not right. Oh, uh, mm. I'm probably going to spend two luck on that to re-roll. Okay. All right. Uh, is that okay. enough? That's an, Well, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's uh, well, it, it, you do it. Uh, whether it's enough, let's find out. Uh, Ivan, <laughs> yes. you're basically just still hovering over this guy, but things happen so fast uh, that you're 
little out of sorts. Um, this city slicking looking guy just came up and he's uh, checking the guy out. Looks like he's trying to find out if uh, how badly injured he is. But I tell you what, why don't you make me a D20 check? Uh, you can add in your... Mm. You know what? Just make a just make a well luck. Make a luck check. We'll do it that way. Luck is luck often check. used for okay. perception. Yeah. Okay. Um he's he's checking this guy, you know, there's blood all over his shirt. You see he dips his hand into the guy's shirt for a minute. Um something happened there. You're not quite sure what. He might have Honestly, stolen something, but he may not have too. You're you're not absolutely sure, but you saw something go on there. Honestly, I'm so shocked by scab mm-hmm. <laughs> that I, I I know I just was holding on to this man and he's now on the floor. But in in my limited perception of anything around me, this this other man came to rescue him. And I've now seen a child carrying a a sledgehammer as tall as he is and this man obliterate him. I'm probably just staring at Scab, honestly. And I just I just give the sign of the cross and El Nino Fuerte. Yep. So, Daniel, uh, being a gunslinger Mm -hmm. in this town, you know, the town has no official sheriff. Uh, There's kind of a a group uh, in town that is. They pass for being the the law and police out here. It's a it's a little cult, uh, truth be told, um, called the New Dawn. You know, there's been something going on with them lately because their leader has gone missing. Potential is uh, you know some foul play going on because his cloak was found bloody, torn, some other stuff around. You know that there's some investigations going on to it. There are a bunch of Pinkertons in town too, investigating another murder that happened here just a couple of days ago. But so uh, Scab having killed this man, uh, it's not necessarily a big deal. One, the man is, well, he's, he's one of those mountain That's folk. Cool. <laughs> yeah. He's one of those mountain folk that uh, are not particularly well liked around here and certainly not a part of the community. And as there's no sheriff to press charges against anything, I, guys, you know, I know you just got into town and everything. Just buy everybody around and say it was self-defense and we'll all be good. Don't have the funds to buy everyone around. I'm not going to eat my meat. I'll, I'll give it to you if you like. Oh, I tried. Calling out to like, let's get this man a doctor. And I'm trying to like play up and be as heroic <laughs> and well-intentioned as possible. All right. Here, I was hoping to just squeeze um, a free drink out of this. <laughs> oddly enough, none of the folks that look like they're locals, like people that uh, weren't on the train, obviously, you were on it long enough to kind of get an idea who was on there. None of them are raising a finger to help this guy. Are Some you, of the folks from your train... drink and we'll be good then. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the folks on the train are helping to lift him up. Uh, they made a Somebody gets uh, gets his overcoat and they lay him on it and they stretch it out as a just a very you know crude stretcher and they start asking around. Somebody directs them that there's a there's a host, new hospital in town. You can bring them there and they seem oh, yeah. completely like nonchalant about it. It's like, oh well, yeah, go in that direction if you really want to help him. Mm-hmm. I I could take your guys one. Yeah, uh, I think I want to follow. 
Mm-hmm. My goal would be to, as I'm following, I'd be trailing behind a little bit, flipping through his wallet, getting as much information on this guy as I can, like if he's got family, that type of stuff. Okay. Take some money. Um, <laughs> and then put like a bill out and uh, I would like offer to pay for whatever the doctor's fees would be out of his wallet. Uh, and then pocket okay. about half of it myself. All right. Nice. And then try and get it like slid back into his coat. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that that's going on while you guys take uh, him to the hospital. Meanwhile, Scab, uh, you're cleaning up the mess on the floor. Uh, one of the other guys that you know that works here comes by. He, uh, he kind of is the repair maintenance guy, but he brings out a mop and a scrub pan. And he starts helping you. And uh, a few other folks just kind of drag this body out back. And as this is happening, the rest of you that are still in the bar, your blue plate specials are brought to the table. Uh, it's like chestnut stuffing and like uh, cooked greens. It smells wonderful. It's got this light vinaigrette on it. But the meat is interesting uh Mm. it's it's slabs of thinly cut something it kind of looks like chicken but kind of not at the same time and it's in uh so like imagine a can of spam that's been you know sliced up and cut that's what it looks like but it smells incredible smells really good you just have no idea what the meat is i may or may not Mm. be a giant you know (laughs) Killian, I can't help but notice they took the body in the back and yet they serve us this this mystery meat uh, severely underpriced compared to the other ones do you think it's people? I do now (laughs) boy um, are you are you eating that? Oh, no, sir. No, I'm not. I'm terribly sorry. I've made an affront to you. I will. I'll clean up your air quickly, and I will be out of your way. And I will not assume any further indiscretion. I'm sorry. Hold on. What? What ailment do you have? You're quite um, unpleasant to look at. I'm so sorry. I'm so ugly, sir. I don't mean to be a front to you. Just the whole the 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 cave collapsed in on me, crushed my skull a bit, and I couldn't breathe for a couple of days. You know how it is, right? I don't. Oh, that's not pleasant. But uh, you don't need to hear my my problems, and I don't mean to make your day any worse. You had quite a bit sorry. of force swinging that hammer. Oh. Well, you know, um, the matron here, she's real nice. She's good to everybody. You see the milk and cookies, and I can't eat them no more. But um, it's nice that she gives them to them, and I appreciate this is kind of a horrible world, and somebody who shows kindness don't deserve to be treated like that, I don't think. Wait, that's true. Um, Ivan and Killian, the Jebediums followed him to the hospital. Should we pursue and not? Possibly consume human flesh today? You know it's not human flesh. You don't know what it is either, but the cultists bring this meat out whenever you guys don't have enough fish or cattle. Uh, (laughs) He's eating hillbilly. That's what he's doing right now. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I think I'm going to cast Grim Conversation on one of these blue plate specials and 
if it just so happens to be the body of someone, I can uh, summon the spirit back into it for 1d3 plus one turns. Oh my god, that would be hilarious. Also, Chuck, you have an ability as an occultist as well called Sixth Sense, where you just get a feeling about anything that is uh, not natural, right? Yeah. And you had been staring at this kid long enough, and now that he's closer, so yeah, he's definitely, there's, there's something unnatural about him more than just how he looks. He's got the, the the taint of the supernatural about him. Like seriously, like the the front third of his nose is missing. So you just get that weird, like a, what are they called, chochos? Yeah, the things where they intentionally cut their nose off. He looks weird. Like a took of his face is gone. Oh, yeah. All this uh, all this excitement and all this weird meat and stuff has made Ivan hungry. Uh huh. Ivan's going to stand up, throw his cape back a little bit, and in dramatic fashion towards the bartender, yell, Dos bistec con leche, por favor. He wants two steaks and a glass of cold yes. milk. <laughs> the, the milk is slid over. Uh, <laughs> some of the kids look up at you and they do a cheer Jeez. thing with their own milk. <laughs> I do as well. I, I lift my cup and look at them, kind of make a big, you know, strong arm sort of <laughs> flex. Yeah, as so you'll get two T-bone steaks put on a plate and brought out to you uh, in short order, cooked uh, medium rare. So, uh, if you want to talk to uh, the possible spirit of the dead loaf that's on your plate, um, no, no, it's it's not. Not only is it uh, not human, it's not meat. Like this didn't come from an animal. It's plant-based of some sort. Huh. Like they're way ahead of their time. <laughs> I feel better knowing that you've confirmed that I'm not consuming a person. So Is that'd that... be a horrible thing to do. Stop licking at the blood. It's oh no, now <laughs> he's got pieces of brain in his hand that he's just that wasn't a person. <laughs> Um, that's that's at least what I heard them say. They said hill folk ain't real people, so it's okay, right? <laughs> I'll walk out as I'm waiting for my steaks. I've got my milk in hand, and I'm about yeah. halfway through chugging my mug of milk. I'm just imagining this big glass tankard of milk. Yes. So I'm I'm about halfway through drinking it, and I'll walk over and pat scab on the back and look at everybody else and go truly this little nino has the heart of a warrior not even la muerte could take him before his time and i look down and see him kind of with little bits of brain in his hands and just kind of kind of look a little confused I'm not sure, sure what he's eating but i'm not sure it. yeah don't take us it is all right so at the How hospital about it, youngster <laughs> at the hospital jebediah roll me a d8 okay and I think I'm there with them mm-hmm. for what it's worth. So six. you get six dollars uh, after paying. Uh, uh, yeah, after after paying a few bucks to the medical staff here and putting back his wallet, you take six dollars out. Um, all right. So you are not a native of this town, so you're looking around and uh, something. Str- I mean, you see the normal. There's there's nurses. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, that man in the lab coat over there is probably the doctor, and they do have beds with curtains, you know, dividing them and everything. But near the foot of each bed is some kind of odd device 
And when they take the fishmonger and they lay him on the bed, they attach these clamps, one on each of his toes. And this device is kind of fired up. And you see sparks and a few electrical arcs here and there. And you see his body kind of jump and dance a little bit in the bed. Uh, but then you see that, you know, his breathing gets a little bit easier. And uh, he, you know, he's kind of slumped off into, uh, into sleep, but uh, he's got good, strong breathing again. And the doctor starts going and sewing up the wound, which has already stopped bleeding. Wow. That's a modern miracle of science types, but that seems to be working for him. Uh, is there any information I get on him out of his wallet too? Does he have any like anything I could pry on? Well, he has some legal documents in there. Uh, it would take you a while to read them. Did you want to just snag those? Uh, yeah, I'll find a way to get him back to him eventually. Okay. All right. Well, if you uh, kind of just hang out in a corner for a bit and kind of look at those documents, um, they it's correspondence over telegram. He is brokering a deal for Sweetwater's. Um, they, they catch crab, catfish, and a number of other specialty fishes here. Some, the crab in particular is a breed that's not seen anywhere else. And he has been trying to broker a deal um, with some sellers back east uh, for uh, just uh, singular demand for this product. So he's, he's trying to corner the entire market of this so that it's only sold to these one group of people back east. And it's for a pretty substantial amount of money. Hmm. Well, if it weren't for the fact I'm that I don't care like for... I know a lot about crabs. <laughs> uh, and, uh, okay. I'll... Uh, make mental note of that kind of fold it back up and get it back in his wallet and put it back in his things. Okay. Uh, Parnell, uh, what are you uh, doing? I was just saying if it weren't for the fact I don't care for much, maybe I'd stop to you, give but you a... he's probably getting what he deserves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, not many people here like Cyrus. That's for sure. <clears throat> All right. So the guy looks like he's going to do fine. Um, you two, what do you do afterwards? Um, I'm going back to, to the bar. Do my best to repeat my name to the nursing staff to remind him that I was the one that brought him in. I'm sure it'll take him a few times though. Like, <laughs> oh, well, sir, if you'd like right, right out a memo, we can make sure he gets it here. And she gives you a stationary. Uh, yeah, I can't do that. Uh, could you, uh, <laughs> Just write Dejebediah, Bejebums. How do you spell that, sir? <laughs> uh, Even he doesn't know. I'll just do it phonetic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that'll get you pretty close. Mm. And uh, where are you staying, sir? Are you at the Starline Hotel? Uh, were we planning on like staying at the hotel or were we just here? For the layover hours? was six hours and you, this wasn't your destination. So like you're fully expecting to get back on that train in five hours. Unless uh, you okay. wanted to stay here. You didn't have a particular destination in mind, but this wasn't it. But up to you. Um, I didn't you just have give a my station in mind. I'm planning on staying here now that okay. I've uh, oh. see this man's got a lot of money. Mm -hmm. and I've got a potential ante into that now. So I'll, uh, okay. 
Yeah, I'll just say, yeah, yeah, I'm staying at the at the hotel. I'm All right, sure Starline, sir. Yep. Good enough. Yeah, she takes it down and she kind of uh, takes it and pins it to the man's bed. So I'll make sure he sees that when he's conscious, sir. Excellent. Thank you. And he'd uh, hop out. All right. Meanwhile, back at the bar, the body has been disposed of. The area has been clean. People are going back. Uh, Just a dent <laughs> on the floor. Yeah. The children are being ushered out. Their foreman has finally come for them. It's time for the second shift at the mine today. And so, <laughs> uh, however, um, Scab, uh, you're, you're told to, uh, you need to stay here today in case uh, Constance needs you to make any kind of reparations for any damages you caused. I think your sledgehammer might have damaged her floorboard, son. You might need to work off that debt. Oh ma'am, I'm so sorry. Um, I'll, I'll wash dishes. I'll I'll carry people's luggage, whatever you need. I'm I'm just real sorry. I just that was real rude of him to go ripping things off, and I just I'm I'm so sorry. That's all right, Scab. We'll get you back on the crew tomorrow. You can work three shifts to make up for it. No, oh, that's real kind of you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, kids. Uh, Mr. Foreman, uh, one moment, please. Uh, could I get a picture of you and all of these children and yes, little scab here as well? Oh, a picture. You yes. uh, working for one of the magazines? And somewhat. Uh, it's French. Uh, <laughs> it would take a while to get there, but uh, yes. Oh, uh, my, sure, sure. Get, huddle up, kids. And he gets all the kids to kind of take a knee in front of him and he stands up behind <laughs> him, arms crossed. <laughs> and I'm going to, you know, sort of like hold the camera up, like, yeah, I'm taking a picture of everyone. And then it's kind of like aim it down just a little bit further to where like scab is the one in the middle of the yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. Say America is strange. America Yay. is strange. <laughs> I'll take a picture. Uh, you, foreman, uh, do you have a moment? Of course. Uh, so this guy again, uh, he's uh, he's a young man, and he's again got these strange features that just remind you of fish in some way. He's got a skin condition where he's got like a little bit of scales on his cheek, and his his flesh seems just a little. Is know, almost my, rubbery a little bit. Does my sixth sense pick up anything on him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yes, I was wondering. I am going to be staying in town for a while, uh, and I'm going to need a research assistant. I believe that young scab may just fit the bill perfectly. Um, could I buy him off you? Oh, he's... It's not a slave. He's working because he needs to make money. I mean, he makes a whole two cents a day working for me. Oh, uh, Scab, you work for me now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have to pay off possible reparations on the hotel here. See, I, I made a big mess over there, and, again, and I'm real sorry. It's fine. I will assume your debts on this because you're just too bizarre to let get away. I might have I might have racked up nearly fifty cents a debt, sir. That's like <laughs> your that's new a lot wage of time. working for me as a nickel a day. I don't even understand the math of that. It's <laughs> it's more than you make now. You work for me now. Because uh, I'm used to working in increments of two. 
But a five is a two and a two and a little bit more. And I just can't I'll tell you quite what, do that. I will make your life easier. And I'll go ahead and just round that down to four cents a day. Well, thank you, sir. That's so <laughs> kind of you. Very well. You're good people. Good people. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like intelligence minus four. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all right, cool. all right, kids. That copper's not going to mine itself. Let's get to it. Kids march off. Yes, sir. They all start slumping away. Now, scab. How long have you been the way you are? Um. If I'm being honest, sir. Once you stop sleeping, time kind of gets a little funny on you. You don't sleep. That is amazing. We did well, hear about this one sleep experiment they did over in in Russia with the old the old czars. Um, it's quite amazing. Is that why you were consuming that dead man's parts? So as you guys are speaking, uh, some well-dressed gentlemen come in and they... Definitely, they don't have the uh, the fish-like features that you're seeing a lot of the, the younger children here and young men have. They're dressed smartly, black hats, black coats, starched white shirts. Um, Jebediah, you know a Pinkerton when you see a Pinkerton. And uh, a couple of them may know you. So they take a good, hard look at the bar and the people that have come in on the train. A couple, two of them kind of stop, stare at you for a good long time. One of them puts a valise down on the table and brings out a thick stack of papers and starts to eyeball you, starts going through the papers one after another. I kind of like nervously like <laughs> break eye contact and check my broken pocket watch. And <laughs> Now, if you're looking for back. the hill giant, he's out back. He's already, already gone. And so this is a a common thing uh, for your character being a townie. The, the Pinkertons have been here for just a little under a week. This, uh, this Sunday will be a week. So tomorrow will be a week. And they're here because one of them, uh, one of them railroad tycoon son was murdered. At least they say he was murdered here in town. And uh, they've been paid to get to the bottom of it, find out how he was murdered, who murdered him, and bring that man to justice. And they've been poking around. They've been making general nuisances of themselves. But for the most part, they're very polite. And uh, they do pay their way. He'll so you, you may have been back. questioned the, by one yeah. of them. These people just show up on the train today. They don't got nothing to do with whatever you're doing. <laughs> That will be the judge of that. Uh, so one of those hill folks came back today, huh? Hey, it came back, then left. Not the way he came, but... He was quite dead. Ah, that's all right. I mean, they're barely human, right? Right. I mean, they were upset about something, and then, you know... Very odd. Neat things happened. Yeah. Um, actually, one of them sees Ivan at the table and says, Look, he comes over to Ivan, looks at you really hard for a minute, says, I believe I caught one of your shows just south of the border. Couldn't have been six months ago. Ah, uh, yes. Obviously, you are a fan of me, are you not? Well, I'm a, I'm a fan of the wrestling. I just happened to catch you as a sidecar. You did a good job. Did a really good job. Ah. Uh. Gracias, senor. 
And you still doing the wrestling thing or are you trying to make your way otherwise? Oh, this life is, it, it is everything to me. Oh, so you got some steaks there and milk. Uh, why don't you have a beer with me, my friends here? It's been a while since we've had a, an entertainer. I think you're, you're muted, Eddie. Oh, sorry. Let's <laughs> say, gracias, senor. I would love to join you for a meal, but please, I do not drink any alcohol, only milk and water. Ah, well, another milk and another steak? How about that? Oh, that would be fantastic. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, have a seat. Uh, yeah, so they, they start talking there. to you, and they, uh, you know, the, the questioning just kind of seems to be like, have you been through this town before? Are you, were you planning on staying? Are you moving through? Yeah, and I will answer all of their questions while drinking my milk and eating my steak. I, I, I have absolutely no idea if there's any pretense or anything. I don't pick up on any of that right. kind of stuff. So, Well, they, they seem to be giving you an interview of some sort. And after you've kind of said your piece and, you know, they paid for not only the steak and this milk, they paid for your other meal. They say, mm -hmm. look, um, there's only five of us here right now. We've been here about a week. Uh, we're not making a lot of headway. A lot of people are just not very friendly or talkative around here. There's a great bunch of people that work, work uh, just outside of town that we really need to talk to. And they're not being too forthcoming big man such as yourself uh if you're interested uh we could pay you 20 dollars a day if you'd render your services on to us for a couple of days say two three days we'll put you up in this hotel too it's a great hotel you get a great night's sleep here and I'll ask him kind of what what uh, what sort of work they're looking for because as I've explained to them I'm I'm a traveler and I'm uh, and, and in my you know unique way of speaking as a luchador i i mean i'm i i brandish myself as a warrior for justice out for public good and not really so much out for work well, to, to be honest it's uh it's your size and your intimidation factor we're after we're not necessarily saying you need to rough up anybody but uh honestly my friends and i here kind of soft-spoken we carry very nice guns but we can't just go around killing people because they don't answer questions Having a big man such as yourself just standing by with an air of menace that you have might be useful. And again, we don't intend you to break any kneecaps or harm anyone. Just hanging around might be very useful to us, worth at least $20 a day. And who, who are these people that need questioning? Are they wrongdoers, evildoers? Well, strange bunch of people. Uh, see, there's a swamp and a canyon up towards the north. And uh, have you had any? Well, you don't drink, so I guess you haven't had any of their plum libation that they sell here. But uh, the murdered man had a falling out with uh, one of these people. That um, what would what would you call them? They uh, they take care of those orchards. They uh, pluck the plums and they distill it out. But um, there was some kind of falling out. The man got killed. We highly suspect it's one of these people that deal with that orchard, but none of them will talk to us, and they've got the whole place fenced off. Ah, a potential murder. One man against another. Crimes against nature. Yeah, I mean, you wouldn't want a murder to go unaddressed, would you? It was clearly Never. murder. The man had no weapon on him. 
evil must be punished. So oh, are you oh, our I, man? And he, he puts down a $20 gold coin on the table. Say two days. I, 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 will, I will agree, but, but I will forego payment until the deed is done because no honorable man would be paid up front. <laughs> they, they look at each other. It's like, all right, very well. We'll, uh, we'll get you set up in this hotel then. And uh, we'll say we'll start tomorrow. It's getting a little late. So you enjoy yourself. We'll set up a tab for you. Eat what you want. We'll get you a room. And we'll come, say, 7 a.m. tomorrow. Fantastic. That will be just at the heels of my morning routine for wake up and workout. He goes out and he lifts oxen for an hour. <laughs> I'll just find the heaviest person in the room and start bench pressing him. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Jebediah, the Pinkertons didn't seem to find your mug shot in their wanted posters. Uh, so they just left you alone after giving you the hairy eyeball for a little bit. Are you wanted, by the way? Maybe not in these uh, parts, but in the parts your train parts. fled? Uh, <laughs> yes. I have a feeling I go from town to town until I can no longer gamble <laughs> without uh, being shot on sight. And then I move on. Okay. Yeah, sounds good. Wear out your welcome and then move along. All right, yeah. Chuck, you have secured the services of uh, one very odd-looking scab child. Yeah. An awful lot of strength behind his arms. Uh, Parnell. Um, yeah. I mean, I've been trying to ingratiate myself <laughs> with really rich people who I can probably get drinks off of. <laughs> <laughs> It's not been working out. <laughs> no, because they have no money <laughs> or don't want to spend it on you. Um, all right. So, you know, you again, uh, those of you that didn't plan on staying here, uh, your your train is due to leave in four hours now. Those of you that this was a destination for. So, Chuck, outside of the few dollars you have in your pocket, we'll say you've already secured your lodgings here. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, because you wanted to go and check out the observatory that was recently built. Uh, and perhaps the the rumors of the ruins that are to be found in this area as well. Uh, Jebediah, um, there are a few people that are uh, just whiling the time away before the train goes that have uh, broke out some cards and playing a few hands here and there. Um, Ivan is in deep conversation with those Pinkertons, leaving our Frenchman who was doing what? Uh, just listening in on the conversation between the Pinkertons and Ivan. Okay. Um, mention of payment, mention of wine. Uh, mention of murder, all these yeah. sorts of things caught his attention, so he's just kind of in the background listening. And now, um, uh, Killian, um, will probably approach Ivan and say, You know, I think I might have a shortcut to solve this problem, uh, though I do not want to deprive you of uh, $40. I could still solve the case, of course, for justice, but uh, $40 is $40. <laughs> so, is, he's not, Ivan's not really sure if you're offering to take the money in exchange for doing it, or if you're offering to give him the money in exchange for doing it. He's just interested in justice. He, he heard you say justice, and he says, ah, my friend, you are also... A, a warrior for justice as well. 
photographer for justice here. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, I can... <laughs> Excellent. You can, in you can document my exploits as I, as I solve the world's problems of evil. Crime scene photographer. That's right. Are you guys Absolutely. probably like uh, someone to show you around the town, but I got to keep my spirits high. <laughs> yes, spirits high. Yes. Um, could you show us where uh, the body of the murder victim might be held? I probably could, but my spirits are a little low right now. <laughs> well, if only I had twenty dollars, I could make I, that problem go. I'll immediately, I'll immediately look over at the bar bar uh, maiden. What what was her name again? Uh, well, yeah, she heard the whole conversation. She says, "Yes, sir." They opened the tab. Pours and I'll just look at her and I'll say, I'll "Say, oh, beautiful senorita, please another cold milk for my new friend here." <laughs> she puts down the top shelf bourbon she had reached for and she gets the urn of milk and pours you out of cold milk nice I'll slide, milk. It over to, I'll slide it over to Chance and I'll pick up my own half drunk milk and I just say please go on my friend I'll wave over at the bartender mm-hmm. Pointing back up at the bourbon. <laughs> she she like, puts down the bourbon again. <laughs> uh, for me. Uh, wine, uh, plum wine, yes. Oh, okay. Pulls down the plum line. Uh, make me a fort save. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, this is some strong stuff. I did get the plum brandy with my meal. Do I need to? Okay, as well? yeah, make a fort save as well if you also got the plum brandy. And did you Ooh. eat the mystery meat, by the way? Yeah. It's surprisingly good. Oh, it, nice. It, huh. it tastes somewhere between like a sirloin steak and fish. It's an odd combination, but yeah. it doesn't taste bad. Not not at all. Oh, wow. We both got twos. Amazing. <laughs> okay. We will keep that in mind. Okay. It's fine. I mean, yeah, it's uh it's a plum brandy. Um, it's it's sweet. And it's got the, you know, a little bit of alcohol going on there. It's quite nice. It's not too strong, not too weak. It's, it's nice. Okay. Refreshing. Hey, hey, mister, I'm real sorry, but would it be too out of blind for me to feed some of that cheese to your pet? Uh, <coughs> it's, it's, it's fine. Here, Dilla, 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 Dilla. Uh, his name's Here, uh, Dilla, Quesadillo. Dilla, Dilla, Dilla. Uh, he is quite skittish. Um, when was the last time you've washed your hands? <laughs> Seventeen twenty-five. <laughs> it's it's fine. I'll I'll get into my suitcase and I'll pull out a pair of gloves. Like, put these on before you feed him. <laughs> uh, he loves cheese, so please, he'll. You give him cheese, and he might just, you know, consider you a friend. Here, Dilla, 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 Dilla. Here, Dilla, Dilla. And this child just desperately tries to seek the affection of your pet. Right. Uh, the cheese wins out. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> Gloved up. You feed it cheese. It's quite happy. That's all Scab needs. Okay. He smiles ear to ear. It's disgusting looking when he does so. <laughs> uh, hold on just a second, guys. Yeah. Yeah, that big gash in his right, cheek good. isn't really a, a literally here. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So some of you have secured lodgings here. Others of you have secured lodgings in other places. So Dan, uh, I think your character or your chance probably stays at the flop house uh, since you're broke. I take it. I'm fairly. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, so they, they do have a convenience house here. Um, they even uh, if you're lucky and you get there early enough, you get a bed. If you're not, they've got uh, you just kind of, uh, they uh, men line up on uh, a wall. They they drape a rope across, and you just kind of hang over the rope, and that's how you sleep. This was actually a thing. <laughs> wow. How much how much does it cost to stay at this hotel? It's free. Oh, at this hotel? Yeah. Uh, this hotel is five dollars a night. Yeah, Ooh. I definitely can't afford that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to to get in with these seemingly rich folk here. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there is one uh, Jebediah who's wanting to stay on now. Now you have recently enriched your own wallet with someone else's gain, so you could afford yep. a night here. Yep. <laughs> Which I think I'll do, and uh, I'll try and earn my next night through some gambling. Uh, Ooh, okay. Else yeah. Yep. Well, if you ask around, um, they do have a lot of. There, there's another train due. Uh, in a few hours, and uh, often those that come and uh, you know, avail themselves of this hotel do end up gambling through the night. And there are some very good liqueurs up here, and uh, people. There's not a lot of entertainment in this town as of yet. It's town still growing, you're told, mm. but there's not else a lot else to do. Perfect. Okay. Now the real question is: Is there anybody in this town who would take me on in an exhibition match? Um, scab bite. Too much money to be killed out. On, honestly, <laughs> from what you've seen, uh, if you can coax one of those hillmen to give you a match in town, uh, you might actually become very popular here if you were to beat one of those hillmen in a ring. I, I you know, are there any more around town currently? Well, so far you've seen very little of the town, just the hotel and the, the area about. Um, there you so go. You really That's just don't know. Local guide. Yeah. <laughs> if you ask Chance, uh, Chance would know they don't come into town unless they've got a reason to be here, but they've been coming more frequently because they're trying to get a hold of those capsules that were found. Mm. Yes, I'll, I'll I'll look to my new local friend and ask him, please, senor, if there is some way, I would love to put on an exhibition match for all of the townsfolk. If you could find me a worthy opponent, I promise you a good show. But this idling about in the hotel, just waiting for some action, it's it drives me nuts. Wow, for the right motivation, I could probably find you some motivation. Well, I'm sure there is something to be made from the people's enjoyment. Obviously, they love the match so much, they give wholeheartedly. Uh, uh, yeah, I, I like the sound of that. All right. I could, so, I could, yeah. I could wrestle you up. Uh, someone might be two people in a trench coat, might be a hill giant. <laughs> two halflings in a trench coat. Don't forget to eat them when you're done. Or four orphans in a trench coat. I mean, they want money too, right? Right. 
uh, all right, guys. So uh, those of you that have rooms already, yeah. uh, you know, you after you've had a meal, you've had a few drinks, there's very little in the way of entertainment down here unless you're a gambler. Um, we have just a single player piano that keeps playing the same music over and over and over uh, when no pianist coming in until later in the evening. So you check out your rooms. The rooms are very nice. The beds are you know, just very spacious. They're comfortable. There are um, electric, there's electric strands. You've got electric lights in the room. Um, uh, water closet. So you've got actually hot and cold water and uh, toilet and there's a fan on the ceiling. It's very nice. It's a very nice room. Um, is there, for $5 a night, though it ought to be. Is there a tub in the <laughs> yes. room? Yes. Uh, well, uh, in the room, no. But each floor has a public bath in it. Okay. I was just uh, trying to after figure doing out my... where Scab was going to sleep for the night. Well, that's okay, sir. I don't have any need for it. In fact, I'll probably... I'm going to work off some of my debt to the hotel here overnight, if that's okay with you. Um, you don't have to pay me while I'm working for the hotel. I understand that's not fair to you. That, okay. Easy enough. <laughs> <laughs> I will, uh, I will uh, go to my room and do some evening exercises, some uh, <laughs> handstand push-ups, things Finger like that. Finger push-ups. And then, yeah, and then when I'm done with those, I will go make use of the the, the floor's uh, tub, and sure. I will soak, wearing my mask only, of course, <laughs> yes. uh, to wash off the day's oil from my from my muscles. And then, immediately finishing my tub bath, I will uh, immediately apply fresh oil. <laughs> you got to shine up those abs. Uh, yeah. Yep. So it's uh, there's several uh, copper tubs in the room. There's a uh, a st an iron stove that's kept hot and you just, you know, you just put as much hot water as you want in and there's a buckets of cold water. It's, you know, half a hot tub and half a steam room. Uh, so you kind of best of both worlds there. And it, it's quite nice. Uh, actually drinks are brought to you every so often so you can cool yourself off a little bit. It's all part of the, the hotel bill. Uh, so you guys doing that just fine. Jebediah, I think you're going to play some cards tonight and try to win. Yep. Some um, so, a chance. <laughs> mm -hmm. If you're trying to, if you're hanging around with them and uh, trying to make some money tonight, probably means that you're uh, you're sleeping on the rope tonight because you're gonna be getting to the flop house a little late. Unless you want to try and uh, uh, try your hand at some gambling tonight, make a little bit of money. And nah. what's our Frenchman doing? Gamble, no, but provide uh, like protective services, perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I tell you what, make a... me a personality check, Dan. Oh, no. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Oh, that that is not right. Hold on one second. Uh, I typed a 19 into my personality, and I'm positive that's not right. I don't know how I got that in there. You've been hitting the wrong stat all night if you've oh, got a 19. <laughs> I, I certainly don't. Um I'm pretty sure it's significantly worse than that. It is 12. Totally bad. It's not bad, but better than average. Oh, but that roll was that, that roll. Yeah. You come off a little too needy for everyone that's in the bar. So like nobody takes you up on it, really. Uh, unless the Frenchman wants to do something. What's the Frenchman doing? Uh, I think abusing Ivan's tab. Uh, okay. Probably get wasted and then challenge Ivan to a fight. 
Oh no. Uh, So (laughs) you weren't intending to stop here. Uh, So like, are you going to get back on the train? Have you, you found several things that could be very interesting stories though. Oh no, this is a good place. I get to solve a murder and earn potentially 20 to $40, depending on uh, how on the ball Ivan is. Yep. But can you afford the five dollars to stay here tonight? It's this is the flop house. There, there's no other hotel in the area. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm sure there's a graveyard somewhere I could probably stay in. <laughs> That's yeah. true. There is. Yeah. Okay. They got some great ropes. I know. I know a little bit of the Marseillaise game. I'll take you on in some fisty cuffs, Ivan. <laughs> Are you proposing this to me while I'm in the tub, or are you? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it depends on how. Because I'm pretty sure (laughs) I'm pretty sure I could still take you while sitting in the tub (laughs) from upstairs. (laughs) Upstairs. (laughs) He just picks a fight with a random hill folk, thinking it's Ivan, and still loses. Yeah, I would think if Killian is drinking, uh, you're probably drinking late, and it sounds like Ivan is uh, early to bed, early to rise sort of guy. Yeah. So it's probably not there when you get good and drunk. Um, well, uh, let's see how uh, Jebediah does. Want to try a few right. hands of cards and see how you're doing? Yeah. Um and I believe there is a gambling thing specifically you can do. Um, let's see here. Yeah. Um, I know I can cheat pretty easily. Mm-hmm. It was... Um, oh, I get to add my mojo die. Yeah. And can, so if I was going to lose a round of gambling, I can roll a d20 plus my mojo die at versus a d20 plus their intelligence, and I win. Mm-hmm. So, all right. So you sit down that. on the table, and these are some fairly wealthy folks that are stopping through. They heard this is a new hotel, and this is kind of what they do. They they try out new hotels and look for business opportunities. Uh, they hear that there's a new observatory that's been put in, which means the college folk will be wanting to come through here. So one little hotel isn't going to be enough. They're going to need some dormitories for these these cheap students who can't afford the star line. And so they're they're looking at some property while they're here. So you sit down at a table with them. Now they pay they pay for big stakes though. So when you sit down, they tell you it's a dollar dollar ante. We don't pay for we we don't play for anything less than a dollar ante. I try to not choke on that and uh, I'm like, oh yeah, I can. Yep. <laughs> um, of course. <laughs> All right. Gotta believe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So well, here we go then. So I'm going to roll for the table. So the best, I'll use the best agility modifier, excuse me, intelligence modifier at the table. So here's my roll. Um, got some shrewd businessmen here. We'll give it a plus two. Only a 10. You got this. You've got this. That's pretty fair. Now, the question, though, is are you cheating or are you going to play a hand? A, a normal hand? Um, I'm going to do a normal hand to start. Because okay. uh, if I win or if I lose, both can work in my favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 
Oh, okay. You don't even need to cheat. You don't even need it. Okay. All right. Um, roll a d12. Okay. You made $6. Please. You know, say, you know, that's uh, that's like half an hour of playing with these guys. Uh, you make, you, you know, you don't lose any money. You make $6 off of it. Uh, they don't seem be concerned at it all. And they invite you to continue playing if you'd like. Some of them would like a crack at trying to earn that money back. Uh, others just simply don't care. They're whiling away time and they buy a round of liquor for the table. Okay. I might do one more round. You're going to do one more round. Okay. So each one of these is like, it's not just one hand. It's like half an hour of play or so. Okay. Oh, <laughs> no. So the other thing that happens during this round is that uh, one of the guys uh, starts buying uh, liquor for the table. And, mm. uh, you know, he, he kind of eggs people on into taking some shots and he's paying for the rounds. Everybody right. at the table is like, oh, of course, that's good high shelf stuff. And they take, are you drinking too? Uh, I would be. Yeah. You have yes. a, a ability for that also. You've got a high tolerance. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So are you cheating this time? <laughs> um, not against the 22. Uh, or I guess, is that already like a decided round? Like, do I decide if I'm cheating going into it? Or no, I'm sure you, uh, I'll I'll let you use it after the fact. That's fine. Yeah. So you uh, so into it, you can tell that they 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 might have played you to begin with to get you to stay at the table. Now they're getting you or trying to get you a little tipsy, and the stakes yeah. have gone up higher, and they're playing better. Just a bit. They sandbagged you. Yeah. So how much do I lose for losing that round? Do you want to stay with that and not try and cheat? Uh, I'm going to stay with that for this round and want to try and make it back in the next. All right. Just got to keep going. You'll make it back. Yeah. You lose $10 yeah. to the next oh. hour. Oh. Ouch. <laughs> so it's pretty late oh, in the night. Uh, some of the guys at the table are starting to get red and nose and cheek. You can tell they're getting a little drunk or at least they're mm -hmm. acting that way. The one guy that's been buying the drinks, though... Uh, you've been just casually noticed that he's taking sips here and there, and then he'll kind of toss the liquor off the mm. side a little bit. Swaps his glass with the guy to the left or right of him who's finished theirs. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really wish oh. you wouldn't spill that on the floor. So in the next half hour, a couple of the people drop because the pots have gotten a little bit too big for them, you think, and or they're just too drunk and they know it. And they're, you know, good businessmen. Mm. They're just like, oh, okay, so this isn't entertaining anymore. I'm going to turn in. Good luck to you. So you're at the table with uh, three other men. These are the power players. Uh, you can tell the one man is obviously right. uh, makes his living as a gambler, but maybe not like class gambler, but, you know, he makes his living as a gambler. You can tell mm -hmm. that he's, you know, been kind of egging these other two guys along and he's kind of made you as a mark as well. Uh, the other two guys are just, you know, they're still entertained by it and they seem to have deep pockets. So if you're willing to go another round, I'll do one more. Real quick before you roll it, Joe. Can I use mm. my boon to let Joe upgrade this? Yes. Yep. Sweet. So it's plus one D to a, a friend if you want to use your boon to do like so. To use my boon. Okay. Like, uh, Joe, get up to a 24. D24. Okay. Oh. All right. 
<clears throat> you might have noticed the extra plus in there. The guy is cheating. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think I'll cheat as well. Do it. D24 plus the cheat. Uh, Amazing how this deck has seven aces. <laughs> how can Crazy how that happens. That oh, you must be talking about my deck of cards. <laughs> Oh, oh wow! You needed it. That's close. That's close. <laughs> that is. Yeah, uh, but you do win the hand. Um, you can roll it. Roll two d eight. Oh my gosh! All right. Are you supposed to have a minus one for my intelligence? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. So you only win back four dollars. So oh, you pretty much him, you win some, you lose some. The other uh, gambler ends up uh, making a tidy little fortune, but you know you don't lose too bad. Uh, you, uh, the other you two people, broke even. that gain of one dollar. The, the two other two people at the table though have had enough of it at the end of it. It's like ah, you, you guys are just too damn lucky. Uh, we're, we're turning in for the night. Mm. All right. Uh, the other right. one, the, the other guy at the ta- table after the other two leave, you see he picks up the cards and he fans it back and forth a little bit, puts them away in his pockets and says, I haven't seen you on the circuit before. Nice slide of no, hand you got uh, going on there. Yeah, new to these parts, uh, you know, for no particular reason. Uh, just trying my luck at a new place. Mm-hmm. And uh, as he does that, he kind of opens his coat a little bit, and you see like there's a, a big navy pistol in his pocket. He just flashes it just real quick, covers it up, says, it's not good for two of us to be working the same rubes. Uh, I'm heading out. I suggest uh, you not be on the train. Yeah. Oh, he's saying that he's leaving like on the next train? Yeah, he's, well, he, yeah, he was, he's continuing on. He's not sure if you are or okay. not, but he's saying, like, I suggest you not be on the train, though. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to, like, itch my arm and show off my super tiny, dainty Darren moves. <laughs> and, like, yeah, I think that's a good idea. And I'll nod at him and wish him a good night. Only so many sheep that two wolves can work. Appreciate the game, though. Tips is No hat. problem. All right. So uh, you're buying a room for the night. And well, uh, Chance, <laughs> luck has not been with you tonight. Although uh, you have been drinking pretty heavily off of Ivan's tab. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but unfortunately, it looks like you're going to be laying against the ropes tonight. Uh, it's the only way to keep the, the steady hand. <laughs> All right. So it's fairly late. Those of you that have uh, gotten lodgings and uh, what is Killian doing? Are you going to pay for lodging or? No, he's got no money. He, he was going to try to earn some money doing photographs, but he only got the one. So he's going to head to the graveyard to go take a nap. All right. Don't know where the graveyard is. That might be where you can bring. Well, he'll probably then just wander around slurring <laughs> his speech until he stops somewhere. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. I wouldn't do then. <laughs> um, so let's do that scene real quick. So you do find the graveyard, and it's um, it's odd. Usually, a graveyard in a town like this is attached to like a local church. And you're looking around, and you don't see any steeples anywhere. 
Hmm. You don't see anything that passes for a church anywhere. So you start just kind of wandering town. Chance, you may or may not follow him, just depending. Like, you might feel like he might be getting into some trouble in this town. And, you know, you might. I mean, sure, I'm looking for someone to stumble around with for a bit. Uh Okay. Uh, We've been drinking together all night. You see, uh, again, this this whole town is new. New constructions. And you're looking around. you, You don't see a graveyard anywhere. Did you catch some sight? of some old stonework off to the very south of the town, the very edge of the town. It draws your attention. And you go and you take a look at it, and they're just kind of all jumbled into one place. Like, uh, they were definitely brought here from somewhere else. And they certainly look like tombstones, but the writing on them is not like any writing you've ever seen in your life. Uh, you heard of, like, Egyptian, uh, like or a, a cuneiform, and you've heard of Egyptian symbols, like that, but not like the pictures you've seen. It they're, you know, they're they're creases and folds and very geometric shapes, and the writings on the top to the bottom on things that look very much like tombstones, though. Hmm. You know, put the hill giants out here. <laughs> I guess Killian not really Killian's not really from America. So he probably <laughs> wouldn't understand the real significance of this. He would probably just think like, oh, this must be from like super ancient uh, Vikings from uh, Greenland who landed here <laughs> ages okay. ago and just Fair enough. pass out against one of them. Okay. Okay. Uh, it's late at night. <laughs> Those of you that have found lodgings or even stumbling around outside. Uh, it's the night of the new moon and uh, something draws all of your attention. Even those of you in the rooms, you have the windows open because it's a nice night and bringing a cool breeze in. And uh, just as you're nodding off, there's this light display in the air to the south. And you look out, you know, you've heard of the Aurora Borealis. You've read the, the, the dime novels, you know, talking about the Northern Lights. Dang, if this place doesn't have a light show, uh, there's these deep purples and, and greens and just very odd colors just floating around in the night off to the south. It's almost it's like it's coming out of the ground and almost like a miasma. And the, uh, the light of the new moon just kind of interplays with it. It sparkles. It's a very, very odd, but kind of hauntingly beautiful scene. It's not creepy at all. Uh, I'll go find Scab. Scab, are those lights always there at night? I don't think always. I'm sorry. I've been underground for a spell. I hope you forgive me. It's hard to know exactly how long I was underground. I think I've seen it once before, but I don't think it's normal. But that's okay, because there's a lot that's not normal here. So with that, uh, <clears throat> you look out the window onto the street below, and uh, there's not a lot of uh, life late at night here, although the streets are fairly well lit. Below you, the alley between this hotel and the next building, you see, uh, well, you're assuming it's a woman. Uh, it's a very modern dress. 
with like a sun hat and a parasol at night with long gloves. And she's meeting with a very well-dressed man uh, in the alleyway. They seem to be talking. The man links arms with her and they go strolling out into the night. As she turns her, her head, her face is in a veil so that you can't make out her features. Uh, but they go strolling through the town. Um, Chance and uh, Killian, uh, as you are checking out these, call them tombstones, you see the couple pass by. The woman uh, dips her parasol at both of you, and they continue to walk in the moonlit night underneath these odd pulsing colors coming from the south. And uh, we're at time... So with that eerie scene, we will leave the introduction of Sweet Waters, the town that you all found yourself in. And uh, the players, if any of you feel lost about all the weird stuff that's going on, check out the episode uh, on my YouTube channel or on uh, my Twitch channel at Steam Steel Murder. Links uh, in the chat. Yeah, where we did the town creation using uh, the quiet year and uh, a lot of things will <laughs> come to light with that. Uh, but yeah, Chuck, uh, anything, any announcements you want to do? Anything else going on with the Kobolds this week? Uh, yeah. Twitch.tv slash defenders of Kobold. If you swing by this Wednesday at 9 PM central, uh, we're playing the D and D basic setting thunder riff, but we're rocking it out using the forbidden land system uh, from uh, free league publishing. Uh, Friday, 10 p.m. Central, we're going to be playing uh, Shadowrun, but we're using the Year Zero engine. I play a lot of settings and different systems. It's the way to do it. Um, especially Shadowrun. Especially Shadowrun. <laughs> and this coming Saturday, I don't know what we have this coming Saturday. It might be the Darkest House. So, yeah, that's what we got for Defenders. All right, all right. Jeremy, why haven't you had a new episode on the Plutecast since December 12th or 19th, I see? <laughs> no, it's hard to wrangle the folks together. But the good news is, if you want some good, solid, fun nonsense, check out the Lollygaggers, 9 p.m. Monday. We'll play some oh, Deadlands. And we'll right. pull some teeth. I'll be there for that. And I'll get Dr. Custance in there, right? Tough. Has anybody else got anything fight. that's non-Cobalt related you want to throw out there? <laughs> Well, I, always, um, I always invite people to check out our Discord, which isn't exclusively Kobold. That's right. <laughs> There's uh, a few other channels true. on there. The Lollygaggers are on yeah. there. Grim and Perilous is on there. Mm -hmm. So yeah, their Discord channel's got a lot of fun stuff. Uh, but also, feel free to check out mine. Um, check out the channel twitch.tv slash steam steel murder. Check us out on uh, YouTube, the podcast at blue magic, B-L-U-M-A-G-I-K.com. Now got uh, over 11 years worth of role-playing goodness on there. So, yeah. Yeah, this was uh, kind of an introduction tonight, guys. Uh, not a lot of violence going on. Gave you a little bit of something there to start off the game with. But yeah. there are a lot of things afoot. Uh, hopefully, you mm -hmm. guys will latch on to something you find exciting, and we'll go from there. Yeah. All right? I've already got way too many ideas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am looking forward to me gearing out some justice. I'm just grateful that I didn't get an opportunity to use my guns tonight. That would have been bad. Yeah, It would have been bad because my card was an eight. 
<laughs> I saw your rolls last <laughs> night. You used all your good rolls in the game last night. So oh, they they got cleaned out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. I guess say goodbye, everybody. Thanks for watching out there. Sorry, this one was a slow one, but there's uh, we're set up. We've got a weird okay. town going on with lots of uh, lots of points that you guys can can get in with. Yeah, we'll so be back for the next session of this two weeks from tonight here on Goodman Games Official. Fantastic. Night, folks. Night.